I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is More The Players, a Popsy PlayStation Podcast Extra, where we deep dive into something that little bit extra. Today, thanks to the team at Ubisoft Australia, we are talking about Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. So as I mentioned, big thank you to the team at Ubisoft Australia for providing us the review code of this game. And that means that we get to talk about it. Max, Prince of Persia Lost Crown is essentially like the big, uh, the biggest release of the year so far. We're what, 11 days in at time of recording. Uh, it's a pretty awesome way to kick off the year. Lay, lay it down, Max. What's the dealio? So Prince of Persia, uh, the story behind it is you play as one of the immortal protectors of Persia, one of seven. You play as Sargon, who is the youngest of the immortals. Uh, and essentially the prince of Persia is kidnapped and you are tasked by the queen to go and rescue her son. And chaos had- ensues. <laughs> and chaos ensues, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so uh, as most of the game takes place in Mount Quaff. And it's ancient city, uh, and you're essentially going through, trying to fo- following the traces of the prince to try and rescue him from his kidnappers. Basic overview. So, Prince of Persia: Lost Crown is a Metroidvania, side-scrolling yeah. Metroidvania. So, so if anyone's been, have seen any of the trailers, any of the gameplay, the footage that's around, I believe there's a demo out now as well, or if not, real very soon. So, first thing you'll notice, it is very reminiscent of the OG Prince of Persia's. We're talking like the old, the old DOS version, which made made my heart sing. In that, it's yeah, side-scroller. It's uh, but it's a little different to that of say the Sands of Time which it is aesthetically borrowing from but interestingly like for me i got the aesthetic of sands of time or the the prince Persia trilogy on ps3 but the energy of the original mm. i don't i don't know how do i can explain it better but as someone that grew up on that like uh it it's saying to me beautifully for that because you mentioned you haven't played one in forever yeah, I think the last one i played was like warrior within back on ps3 mm. so PS2, uh, Max. PS2. Jeez. Oh, I actually think I technically played the version that came out on 360. Uh, oh. <laughs> so, like, it was a while ago. Um, it, it, I think it's a nice return to form to go back to its roots to re relive that. And it works so well as a 2D platformer in that Metroidvania style. Um, you know, you know, uh, with the likes of... Um, it, it feels very reminiscent of like Hollow Knight or Ori. Yeah. Or, and they're, you know, they have gained traction in recent history. They are very popular. So, you know, having a known IP in Prince of Persia and, and taking it back to where it began, I think was a really smart move, especially on the back of their less than ideal development issues <laughs> they've been having with the uh, the 3D remake, the remaster that they're doing. Well, because even... even- uh, from memory, like it was still sort of side scrolly, like the Sands of Time one, but not not as built into its bones as mm. as uh, the Lost Crown is. Because I'm glad that you mentioned Hollow Knight, because when you first have a look at the map and you sort of see how it's laid out and it's all sprawling and crazy, like all I got from it was Hollow Knight, and I loved mm. Hollow Knight. I wasn't very good at it, but I adored Hollow Knight. So uh, there's the 
like I know I'm sitting here talking about like the different influences that we see within the game, but I'm in this real kick at the moment where I really enjoy breaking down things to finding out like what influenced them to to create the new whole, which is not a bad thing. I believe you know that we are the sum of our influences. Without knowing where you know your your things came mm. from, you you know it's it, it absolutely I love it for that reason. Now, with that in mind, came intense platforming. I say intense because there were times where I got a proper angry. How about how'd you go? Because you're a big sucker for these kind of games. Uh, yeah, so I I did a lot of exploring. I explored the whole map. Um, I have not unlocked everything. My, my game completion sitting at like seventy ish percent. But you have, com- you have finished the story. I have, have, I have finished the main. I have rolled credits. I finished the main the main campaign. I've got a few side missions to wrap up and a few collectibles. Um, it's really good. So just, just before we dive into it, in typical Ubisoft fashion, we have a guided mode or an assist mode. or uh, Sorry, explorer mode or guided mode. So explorer mode is how I played the game, which is there's no quest markers. Oh. You get you get context clues and you have to go and find your shit. Oh, no, I, I went the other way. I went the guided because I knew um, I would get lost. In guided mode, it shows you blocked paths that you can't get through until you unlock certain abilities it shows you where you need to go to go to the next main scenario quest you need to so i played um yeah i played explorer mode and in this game they have this absolutely fantastic um mechanic called um oh what it's essentially you it's essentially you take a snapshot of where you are on your screen and you pin that photo to your map so it's like hey it's called like yeah the vision or something along those lines where apologies um you know yeah but yeah that's true yeah as as max mentioned it takes like a little little snapshot of where you are in the map so you can when you pull open your greater world map they're called memory shards memory shards thank you where you look over there and you go oh hang on that was there so in true metroidvania fashion there is a lot of as you progress forward, you're going to have to come back. And there are moments where you'll see something you go, ooh, I don't think I can do that yet. So an example, there might be a ledge that's a little high and you go, I think I'll be able to get to that later. Or you'll see a series of traps and you go, okay, well, that gap is quite large. I imagine I'll be able to get to that later. So mm. rather than when you're looking at your map going, well, why is there this part that I haven't explored yet? You'll be able to look at it and go, ah, I'm not there yet. Okay, no, I get it. Which is yeah. really, really helpful. Especially for me, in terms <laughs> of like, well, because I'm a real sucker for these kind of games in that I I explore everything on the path from A to B. Mm. And then I'll be like, we're going to get through there yet. And then I have to go, oh, it's a Metroidvania idiot. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, the game, the, the game does uh, reward you for exploration. So there's lots of hidden chests around Stacks. which either give currency to upgrade equipment it'll give um certain upgrade items like uh ingots xerxes coins um there's a few other things you amulets are a big thing in this game so amulets again give you additional powers and depending on how many amulet slots you have is how many you can wear on your up on your necklace yeah so consider them like buffs in that there'll be an amulet your melee damage is increased if you're at full health 
and there's one that like you know lessens uh poison attack or you know and so on and so on and as you progress further in the game you can get them from stores you can increase the amount of amulet slots that you have available to i do this because it's designed like a like a necklace mm. um and you sort of yeah add what, to it as you what, go what amulets did you run oh i ran the one that gave me benefits at low at lower health because i get my shit kicked in pretty hard uh i originally ran with the one that would had a little bird that made noises when you were near little treasures. Yeah. Uh, I, there was one that stopped time when you parried, which was really helpful. Uh, and I, I think one of the other ones were like a, a successful parry also increased your, your, was it your wrath? which is essentially yeah. your special meter, which allowed you to do big, like almost DBZ Kamehameha think crazy, <laughs> huge uh, attacks. So I use the, you just, just flat, you get more health. Oh yeah, no, uh, obviously that was a big one. You get an extra. Um, parries give health. Mm-hmm. Uh, gain a fourth attack, fifth attack, sixth attack. Oh, yep, yep, yep. And, and all attacks deal, deal bonus damage in midair. <laughs> okay, for those that may, may not know, Max is uh, the perfect example of a min-maxer. Somehow, Max knows how to max games. He goes in there. I've seen, I, This is why I don't play D&D with him because he goes in and he goes, ha, and breaks it in terms of well, if I, I put really, these things I, together, I'm unstoppable. So so the game has your your standard trash mobs, which, you know, show up on every... On- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trash mobs. That they show sure. up on every stream, and then they have boss fights. And I found in ninety percent of my boss fights, I was jumping and attacking anyway. So I'm like, well, let's just fucking do more damage if I'm in in oh, midair because oh, 100%. because the game's combat system, while simplistic in the fact that it's just you hit square and you hit square and you hit square and you combo, you can if you push up and square, you can knock an enemy into the air. And then you can juggle them. The I, I found very quickly that the juggle was the key. So, yeah, and many of the car- of, of the of the enemies that you face are unable to recover once they get kicked in the air. So you can just like uh, just decimate them real real quick. Um, and one of the other things, very similar to that of I guess Soulsborne style games, mm-hmm. is that when you re if you leave an area and return they come back aside for all the big time bosses or your smaller mobs will return. So you do what you really want to get that, like either that swiftness nailed so you can like just dodge them and keep going or they kick them up and then just, you know, sort of take them out without breaking your stride. Yeah. So there are, there are ranged attacks as well. You do get access to a bow fairly early in the game. Um, the bow's weakest pierce. You kind of just use it as a like stop them before they get to you, sort of down yeah. there, or any sort uh-huh. of uh, like traps within the space. So there are yeah, many enemies that will like, deploy little energy balls or whatever, and you use them to just decimate that. You and can't then, upgrade you know, it all, of course. Um, there yep. is a little uh, RPG-ish setup in there. Uh, so it's yeah, uh, increased damage, increased quiver size, all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, there are the um, your essential your bonus moves using your wrath meter. Uh, you can have two equipped at any given time. Mm-hmm. There's there's a fair few to unlock. Um, I was running the healing pool at level two. Yep. 
and I was running the counter at level three. Yeah, so there's three tiers to these things, and there's a couple in each. Uh, we won't go too yeah. specific, so obviously spoilers. We want you to really enjoy it. But the, for, for me, I, I sat between a one and a two, just the one that was super quick and easy to like to, to blow, th- yeah. blow people away, and then one that was like a big honk and power damage. Um, yeah. It was more of, yeah, just my, say if I was kind of swarmed by like, there's a couple of mobs that, that just kind of like spin spears and they get right up in your way, like, ugh, blah, get out of the way. And then I just keep going. I found uh, at the beginning of the game, the boss fights to be kind of tedious and monotonous. Mm-hmm. It was it was essentially attack twice, dodge, attack yeah. twice, dodge. Uh, but as you progress further into the game, bosses get mechanics and then you have to use the things that you have learned throughout your journey in the game to actually overcome them uh, unless you're like me and you're an idiot and you don't realize this fact and you just brute force your way through yeah. some of the bosses and then after you beat them you're like i probably could have done this and it would have made yeah. my life a lot easier yeah there were moments where you know because there's an true metroidvania fashion like you will collect the power-ups you collect from destroying these bosses well then is what opens up traversal but also opens up various ways that you can fight uh when you do have the these boss fights yeah you they they design them in such a way that you have to implement what you've used even in the puzzling systems like there was a time that i was just trying to brute force a puzzle and i was talking to you about it because you know pre-release i can't there's no guides there's no one i can speak to the person i can talk to the other person playing it which is you and i'm like how the hell do i get through this you went hey just use this one i went you're like, oh, that makes sense. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah come on. And it was one of those ones where I just did it, and I, I was, I was gunning it, gunning it, and you're like, just this, and you go, it's like one of the simplest <laughs> answers is the answer. But, but saying that though, one of the great things this game does have is a very wide range of accessibility options. So depending on your 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 skill level, uh, you're covered. There's even an ex- like a accessibility, like a platform accessibility option so if you are are getting too reamed by an area you can like it it opens a portal where you can go ping ping now granted you miss out on all the collectibles that'll be in there whether they're little crystals or or coins or power-ups but it will take you from one side of the screen to the other now for someone like myself who has a young son he's seven and he and he is getting better at games every day however like some of these little platformy things just aren't quite there for him so they would be really helpful for him to be able to, to continue because even myself i used it a little like towards the end as as we're getting the push here to try get it ready um for review so i have about an hour left in the game according according to max i'm in like essentially the last mission Mm. Um, but in order to like get in order to just get to that last bit I'm like alright I'm just going to dodge this bit because I'm going to get through it for for like a pressure of time um, and it's a bit I've already ran so I've already done the collectibles was just getting in my way between that door I had to get to um, and it is super super helpful if you were to go down that route um, and if yeah if you're if you're playing with a young with a, with a child one of the big accessibility options that I would recommend people turn on if they're struggling is the automatic face automatically face enemy attacks when blocking yeah because if you try and parry or block and you're facing the wrong way you just get hit you get, and you get but, smooshed but- if you if you turn that on it'll it'll automatically face your character to where the attack is coming from and it'll just because the parry window is quite tight as it is so to have it automatically face the enemy for you um is a brilliant addition to the game and it is one of those things as well because as we mentioned in a soulsborne-esque fashion parrying is incredibly key to, in how you put, like dodge a lot of attacks like you can dodge them however there are many that have a wide range like sort of a hitbox so you want to simply parry them however it's then- not a block 
you can't hold it you mm. only can parry which yeah. initially as i'm trying to suss it out it was making me so mad because i'm like why can't i just block it i'm like oh hang on it's block not pa it's parry not block chill out ryan just work on that timing and it does have the generic like standard attacks uh red attacks means you cannot parry you cannot dodge yep. it um and then there is a there, yellow a option which you can parry and it delivers like a larger attack it's kind of like a mid-range bump it's, it's, yeah you normally it's a it's a cinematic um like uh you would uh, a reversal type thing where you use reverse is the best way to explain like a counter yeah yeah, counter is the word I was looking for, but reversal works. <laughs> <laughs> reversal is very wrestling, so thank you, Max. Um, You're welcome. One, so obviously, the, we, we talked a lot about the mechanics side of the game here. Let's talk about the story. You touched upon it at the beginning. Um, now, obviously, we're not going to go into spoilers because we want you everyone to enjoy this as much as they can. But did you have you enjoyed your story? The story with it? The story was fantastic. I actually really enjoyed the story. Yeah. It took some, you know, it it did something. I like. There's, it's really hard to talk about the story yeah. without spoilers because there's huge, yeah, like huge. I don't know. I don't even know if you're there. You, I don't think you've even experienced it yet. Like it's, yeah, the story's really good though. Like, um, despite the fact that it had like, like, I, like, you know, we've been talking about super tight platforming. The gameplay has been excellent. I wanted to progress to know what happens yeah. next because like the whole time you're as you as you get through the as you're going through the game you're seeing snippets of the prince and his kidnappers just ahead of you yeah. and you're like oh there's always this carrot slow, on, that carrot on the stick it's always like oh they're right around the corner so it it does keep you moving forward really really well yeah um and it, the story goes some places. Because <laughs> so for context as well, like this is this is pretty un like this is not a spoil. This is very early in the game. It's probably in the trailers as well. Is once you get to this mountain area, what's it called? The mountain of um, Os Quas Q A S. Yeah, Q A S. Uh, you're essentially locked in this almost time bubble, right? So there, are, so time itself is really weird. So you're seeing characters that are really old. That like, even though that you just, you know, there's characters you saw prior to you going to there and you see them later and you go, hang on. So you're starting to realize in very Alice in Wonderland fashion, everything is not as it seems. So one of the, one of the big driving forces behind the story is that they're, they've kidnapped the prince to take him to the Smorg gate, which yeah. is like the, the god of Persia. Um, and it's, it's the god of time and space essentially. Yeah. So the only person who can get into the altar site is one of one of royal blood so they've taken they've kidnapped the prince to take him to unlock the altar so they can get in and, and do nefarious things yeah and once so, again in very in similar vein to previous prince of persia games time is a big old dealio here but uh so how long did it take you to to roll just over eight hours what the campaign Yes. Damn, dude, you must have just gone <laughs> off a little bit. I, I did half. I did 50% of the side quests. I did all the side quests that allowed me to upgrade my weapons. Because ah, okay. you, you, you can see the rewards that you get from completing a mission. So any that any that gave me ingots, I was like, yes, please, sign okay. me up. So I'm sitting at uh, around 16 hours at time of recording. And as you mentioned, I've got about an hour, maybe two left. So, you, you know, 
that is me kind of getting lost and trying to look down every nook and cranny and search for little secret spaces and let me check. It might have been ten. I think I think it was just over ten, and I would have gotten sub ten if I didn't spend an hour on a boss that I got stuck on. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah, so like, it, it for me as well. It is very much in a reasonable window of time. As I'm getting older, and my you know my my time and my commitments are all pardon me all very different. A game that's like sub twenty five hours, the best. The other thing was by the by the back end of the game, I realized that I was strong enough that I didn't need to fight trash mobs anymore because yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. I didn't need the currency. So I was skipping a lot of the combat. Um, unless there there are certain areas that they lock you in the screen until you kill every enemy before it lets you out. Um, but I was finding that I was kind of just okay. So it took me ten hours forty four minutes. Okay, so I would I would have been sub ten hours had I not. Chucked around on that boss. See, like for me, because the trophies weren't visible at time of play, because this they haven't pinged the service, we're playing pre-release. I was like, oh, what how many trophies I can get before I finish this game? So there was a lot of me like, yeah, looking for collectibles, trying to get, you know, as many things as I could. Like, oh, what's over there? I'm sure there's something, you know, like, will that get me a trophy? Not that I'm a trophy hunter, but I do kind of like the novelty of finding them when I can. Well, so- what, was, what was cool is that, like, despite the fact that you are kind of locked in an area, there's so many different biomes to explore. Like, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, which is really impressive. Everywhere which is cool so my partner who's an architect so she she was watching me play it and she was having a lot of fun just sort of seeing how the world was laid out she's like i'm seeing like this interesting like egyptian uh, like iconography there and then you see the very sort of middle eastern you know arabic Mm. sort of look over here and then there's like a sewer which looks really like the og and looks dark and grimy and gritty and then there's like a forest area and there's an ocean area it's like they're really obviously not you know that's very vague, but like, you know, you're, it's impressive how they've tied all these different themes together and each of them have different platforming because of their layouts. Um, I should also mention that despite the fact that the map is massive and sprawling, there is fast travel. Oh yeah. Fast travel. The, the second you realize fast travel, like, oh, <laughs> there are altars that you can fast travel to at specific points around the map once you activate them. Yeah. But uh, we are getting to the point of we're probably going to talk spoilers soon by absolute accident. So we may wrap this up here. Max, what are your overall thoughts and impressions of Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown? Uh, This was a great way to kickstart the year. Oh, yeah. Um, If you are a fan of games, uh, of Metroidvania style games or like Hollow Knight, Ori any of those styles of games this is a fantastic game to, and an easy recommend to play because uh, i i had an absolute blast with it uh the combat's tight that platforming is fast paced it's difficult at, at times it really makes you think of how you're going to tackle it uh it makes use of all its upgrades brilliantly in both combat and world exploration it's just it's I think it's the my favorite Ubisoft game I've played in a very long time. Mm, mm. Well, it's gonna, really, it's real good. I'm gonna do you one better. You said it was the, you know the great way to start the. I think maybe the best way to start your year. Uh, it, I'm I'm in the same boat. Like I said, the platforming for me was fun, and it was so much so that even when I'm sitting when I was sitting here at this desk, I work from home, working, and I'm like, I'm still thinking about you know 
the sections of the map that I hadn't traversed yet. I was like, oh man, how am I going to get there? Because as you said, it, it, it tests your reflexes as well as your intelligence and your logic. Mm. And the puzzle, like the, the puzzles were incredible in that, you know, you, it's one of those things where there's no real hints. Like you can get hints if you really want to, but predominantly you have to look at it and go, well, how do I do this? Mm. And then it's, it's, it's re- it supports and rewards uh, trial and error in the best way. And of course, stylistically, I adore it. I, it's that softer kind of cartoony, not borderlands in terms of a cartoony, like da- deep, dark, black lined outside, but it is very uh, simple. It's not ultra realistic. It's stylized. It's cartoony. It, the, it plays homage to not just the PS2 trilogy, but the original DOS games, while also showing something completely different with taking those inspirations from your Hollow Knights, etc. those more current uh, Metroidvanias. If you need a game to start your year, this is it. This is the one. Like, it's a really good palate cleanser, especially coming off the back of what we've been playing, like Spider-Man and Baldur's Gate and Alan Wake, like these dense sort of games that really kind of like, you're like, oh, you can, you can switch your mind off a little bit enough to just properly enjoy yourself mm. but you're always like learning and and moving and pulling forward like when you can get in a real flow state and you're just like you know just jump and next thing you know you're there and it's a it's beauty in complicated platforming but feels weirdly simple so my partner yeah. as i mentioned who is not a gamer she's seeing me do backflips and dodging she's like how did you do that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, it just feels innate. And like, that's yeah. how you know it's really good platforming when you're not having to really get angry or frustrated at the controls. It just feels perfect. Yeah. It's got some, um, some of the later collect, like collecting those Xerxes coins because you can't collect the coins until you land on flat ground, similar to like the strawberries in Celeste. Yep. I was getting strong Celeste vibes by the end yeah. of the game. I was like, this is fucking brutal. Yeah, it's and it's one of those ones, because, yeah, until you land, you're like, oh, you saw... <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. So yeah. be sure to go check it out. Max, I believe it comes out on the 19th? 18th. The 18th. So coming to... 18th. Yeah, coming to uh, all your platforms on January 18th. Uh, Max, you and I play it on PlayStation well, 5. I think it's... I think it's available in early access as of the 15th. Ooh, even better. Depending so on, three days early access. Yeah, uh, depending on what you... Be yeah. up with the Fancy Pants edition. Uh, but yes, be sure to check it out. Uh, big thank you once again to the team over, over at Ubisoft Australia. We really appreciate the opportunity to start the year so, so awesomely. Mm. But uh, if you have any questions or anything, let us know. Comments below. This is, as I mentioned, a sideshow from our main show, which is for the players, the Popsy Pushman Podcast, where each and every week, Max and I break through and chat about everything that is happening in the world of PlayStation, whether it be news, reviews, hands-on, early access, all the different things, all in this personality-driven bullshit show that we do. (laughs) But it's a stack of fun. Uh, We've got a bunch of cool things coming throughout the year as well, and this is just the start so until the next one i'm ryan betson i'm max cooper and that was prince of persia the lost crown